Blog Talk Radio. Hello, folks. <clears throat> this is Carl. It is Sunday, the uh, 3rd of March. And where I am, as a matter of fact, in the uh, lower end of the Great Lakes, touching the Great Lakes, but on the lower side of the Great Lakes, north to south, uh, it's a gorgeous day here. It's in the low 60s, no wind, sunshine, and they are expecting in the mid-70s here tomorrow. Just hold on. Hello, Raven. Hi there, Carl. Thank you. I'm. Yep. Okay. Good. I'm trying to get I'm my. Uh, I'm nope, trying to get ahead. my headset set up here. So. Whatever. No problem. Uh, and I am. We will. Next ninety minutes, we're going to have our Bible study, and uh, we're going to continue on the the only topic worth that you will go to heaven or into eternity within the lake of fire. What did you do with the cross of Christ? I don't think you can say any verse or any any Bible study is greater than another, but the topic did we do with the cross of Christ will be the the very thing, the very domino, that either knocks us into the lake of fire or into the angels' arms as they escort us in to the presence of Christ for all eternity. And we're going to continue with that today. And I'll give you a phone number where you can call in and speak to us. Um, It's 319-527-6208. 319-527-6208. And my understanding is that it's toll-free, whether it's a landline call or a cell phone call in continental United States. And uh, if you do call, it would be nice if you could discuss or ask a question or give an opinion uh, or make a comment about something that is in the context of what we're talking about but it is not mandatory. Um, And Raven, I'm glad you're here because believe it or not, after two weeks, my voice is still, last night I almost lost it completely talking to a cousin of mine about the gospel for two and a half hours. So I'm I'm glad you're here to do some speaking. Well, I I hope I am. I'm having... I'm having trouble getting my, um, I had to buy a new phone because mine went out on me, and I'm trying to get my headset set up here, so I may have to, I may have to switch over to a different one. Yeah, but I'm having trouble hearing, but I'm having trouble hearing you, so hold on, let me, let me just switch over here to something else. Hold on, give me just a second. My my headset doesn't work very good. I got to get a new one because the little piece you insert into the phone is worn, and every time I move, it breaks the connection. Oh well, mine are all mine are Bluetooth. So okay, okay. I'm not I'm not sure I know what that means, but are they are they uh, wireless? They're wireless. 
They're wireless. Okay. Okay. All right. I didn't yep. know that so, meant Bluetooth. Yep. So, but for some reason here, they're giving me a hard time, and I think no it's problem. because I think it's I because think it's you're going to talk about or, Christ. Hold on you're here. You're going to talk I'm, about Christ. That's why they're giving you a hard time. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Okay, let's see if this one works. Okay. Okay. Wow. We're gonna I think I officially, I think I officially hate my new huh? phone, Carl. Hold on. What's here. That? I said I think I officially what? hate my new phone. What I'm, kind I'm of having phone nothing but trouble with it. What is it? I'm having what difficulty make? hearing you. Okay. What make is the phone? Um, it's Samsung. That's a well known brand. It should It is. But for I some don't even strange know. reason. I think yeah, but for some is, reason uh, Yeah, for some strange reason it um I hate it. <laughs> I just no. don't like this. It it just is giving me nothing but trouble, and I don't know why. So this is not the first time? It, no, no. I, I just got it yesterday, and, oh. um, yeah. Okay, so I'm going to try. Hold on now. How about the volume? Yeah, I'm so I'm gonna try turning on a different headset that I've used before, so let me try this one. Then we'll know if it's the phone or the headset. Yeah. If there's a big difference. Well yesterday, wow. It's the phone. Wait. Now, is the volume turned up? Yeah, my volume is turned up all the way. Well, you know and what? You've got this... a, you've got a grace period to to discuss the new phone. Yeah, I I may have to take this back because it's a piece of junk. I've tried two okay. different. Uh, yesterday. So I'm gonna I'm gonna try turning my volume all the way up. That's fine, and that's right. I do that myself. Well, let's take a look here. Hold on, can you still hear me? Oh, I hear you well. Okay. See, I have I have issues. <laughs> I have issues, Carl. I have uh, hearing issues, and so I always use um, uh, have, uh, some sort of a headset. But for some reason, it, it just is, like I said, I, I really hate this phone. All right. Well, it's like I'm going to have to get a new one. But let's we'll try this, and I will do my best to hear you. 
Um, okay. And, and we'll just deal with it the best way. To, oh, wait, wait, wait. I might have. Nope, this one. I'm going to try one more. Ouch. Uh, that one isn't going to work either. Okay, well, let's just go with what we got here, and um, right. I'm going to have to. Let, let me make. I will. I will try make to a, deal with it. What's that, Carl? Let me make. Let me make a suggestion. If you don't use headphones and just speak yeah. into it. Well, That's the problem I is I, took... I can't. My problem is I can't hold it. I can't actually hold it in my hand because of disability issues. So I can't. Okay, hold... I don't either. I I don't either. I put it on a on my desk and talk into it. Right, right. Yeah, that's what. Hold on. I I have another. I have one other thing I'm going to try. Hold on. Hold on here. Let me. Let me see if I can plug this in here. Good. I have a pair of wired. Okay. Can you hear me? Very well. Can I hear you? Oh, now I can't hear you at all. You can't? Yeah, that didn't work. Nope. Okay. Okay. All right. I tried plugging in. I tried plugging in a set of... um, wireless or excuse me wired a wired headset and i couldn't hear you at all so yeah this this phone is is junk so all right well at least i at least i've only had it 24 hours and i know it's junk so yeah it's got to go back did you get it nearby what's that did you get did you get it nearby i bought it online but i bought it through a um through my uh, my my phone, you know the people I buy my phone, and it has very very high ratings. So, well, Raven, everybody, Maybe. every manufacturer has warranties, okay? But do you right, have to right. go. Can, is it locally that you can just go to change it? I'm I'm hoping that I can. I, I I think okay. that I can. So, okay. but you know what? Let's we're just it's just a distraction. So let's. Um, yeah, let's, it is. Let's. Um, we sure we sure know that. Yep. So let's just uh, get back to scripture and okay. we'll we'll deal with it. So. Okay. All right. We've been talking now, cross of Christ. The blood, yeah, about salvation. I want to make one more recap of just a couple of verses, actually three of them, that is going to wrap this up about salvation. Go to First Corinthians two two. All right, and I want First you to read it. First two two. Yep. I want you to read verse 2. Okay. And verse 5. And then 
2 Timothy 3, 15 and 16. Okay. I, you're so, going to have to do it one at a time because normally I can write this stuff down, but unfortunately I'm having to... That's all right. I'm having to kind of try to hold my phone close to my ear because I'm having difficulty hearing and all that kind of stuff. Go to so, first, here, Raven, don't worry about it. Go to First Corinthians two two. All right. I'm trying to I'm trying to turn my my sound we'll up, make it. but it's it, yeah. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm telling you, it's, uh, uh, it doesn't want to do what I want it to do. For I determined okay. not to know anything among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. Which is the gospel. Him crucified yeah. is for our sins, for our redemption. Now, yeah. go to verse 5, and just remember, every word here is inspired by the Holy Spirit, not just some of them, all of them. Go to verse yeah. 5. That your faith should not be in the... That your this faith should not be in... Go ahead, Raymond. That your faith should not be in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. There's not in Christ and him crucified. You're split... You're a double-minded, double-talking person like James says. You're running the risk of having your faith partially in Christ, if at all, and in something else that we do, which is religious, depending on my work rather than his finished work. It, 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 that is not, the, that is not the, the way the equation is spelled out. As far as salvation, you right. he determined to know nothing, nothing but Christ and him crucified. Not church attendance, not water baptism, not spiritual gifts, far as salvation, nothing but the cross. Do you see why I say the very thing that will determine where you spend eternity, first, last, and always, what did you do? faith-wise, and trust and belief with the cross of Christ? Was it partial? Was it 100% like this says? And why? Verse 5, this is the way your faith stays, not in the wisdom of men in addition to the cross, but totally in the cross, which is nothing more, nothing less than the power of God that is necessary to save your soul. Nothing will save your soul but the power of God. Is your faith in water baptism, in addition, is it like it was in those days, although I highly doubt I've never heard it, circumcision? Is your faith in being a good person, random acts of kindness, anything, add anything to it, your denomination, your church, whatever. Now, right. Let's show, let's show that every word in here is pointing to the cross, and it's meant for, number one, salvation. Go to 1 Timothy 3 and read 15. Just 15 right now. All right. 1 Timothy 
I am delayed. I write so that you may know how you ought to conduct yourself in the house of God, which is the church of the living God, the pillar and the ground of the truth. No, first, second, Timothy, I apologize. My fault. No problem. Second, Timothy. It's all right, Carl. I can't hear and you can't talk. (laughs) We make quite a No, I I can't. I can speak. It was just a mistake. It's second to me. I'm just, I'm just kidding, Carl. We, we no, just, go ahead. We both, we both have, we both have issues here right now. Um, no, I've got issues. Is right. I, I may not be able to finish this. My voice is. Last night I lost it completely. But go ahead. All right. Second Timothy three fifteen, and that from childhood you have known the holy scriptures which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. There you go. You see why why the Bible says, not me. Paul says, I determined to know nothing among you. That means among anybody you're preaching and teaching to. I don't care what your spiritual gift is, what your denomination is, what your church affiliation is. I don't care if you have breakfast, lunch, and supper every day with the most famous televangelist in the United States. Paul says, I determined to know nothing. Determined. That means he gave a lot of thought to it. He weighed the pros and cons. He did like the movies show. Write down on one side of the paper the pros and the other side the cons. And he came up with nothing but your faith in Christ alone. Why? Verse 5, that your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men. And if there is anything that is the bane of the church today, and I heard it this morning from a preacher I listened to about 7.30 to 8 uh, in that time period from a little town north of the border from us into into another state. Just a few minutes, not far from where we are, and he is a rabbi. And he was harping on the fact that the churches, and he he spoke, he was almost flabbergasted by it, that the churches are not preaching the word of God, and they are infiltrated at all levels. And this is his statement. And I don't I know the man's name, but that's irrelevant. This is common knowledge. The sermon I heard today from Pastor Rands, he started off the same way. That people are not being given the truth of the gospel and therefore their faith is divided. They and he got very, very animated when he said it's not water baptism, it's not your church, it's not your pastor. It's your faith in in Jesus Christ and him crucified. That's the cross. That is the unequivocal answer of our salvation. Now, read 2 Timothy 3.16. It talks about the next step, which is the moment you're born again till the moment you die. And this is going to be the period of our sanctification. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. And that is the path of sanctification. 
Now go to 1 Corinthians one thirty. This is going to explain the sanctification process a little bit more. Corinthians one thirty. Right. And the hymn it starts with, of him, is God the Father. Because you get that from the pronoun in chapter in verse 28, talking about God the Father. So when it says of him, it's God the Father. Go ahead. But of him... But of him you are in Christ Jesus, who became for us wisdom from God and righteousness and sanctification and redemption. You see, the cross of Christ, if you truly want any progress after your salvation, and we claim we do, we all do, you can't do it on your own. It's impossible. That's why it says of him, God the Father, you are in Christ Jesus, who of God is made unto us wisdom, righteousness, sanctification, and redemption. Do you see what this is saying? Don't shoot for wisdom. Don't shoot for righteousness. Don't aim for sanctification or redemption. Jesus Christ and him crucified are those very qualities. You have him and you have it all. I want people to say yeah. this. Go right. to Matthew six thirty Matthew six thirty three. Matthew six thirty three. Yep. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. Kingdom of God is all about one person, and that is Jesus Christ. He is the way. John fourteen six. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one goes to the Father except through me. And folks, the ultimate goal of Christianity the ultimate goal of anything relating to God as a human being is for us to be, in the very end, delivered by Jesus Christ to the Father. Jesus Christ is the way. Too many of us, I think, preach and teach that when we, when we know Christ, we attain that, that that's the goal. No. We will be with him for all eternity. But reading John 17, chapter 17 in John, it's all about Jesus perfecting his bride, which is us, and delivering us to the Father. Read 1 Corinthians 15, 23, 4, and 5. 1 Corinthians 15, Yep, 23 through 25. Corinthians 15, 1, 5. 23 through 25. 20, 20, 23 through 25. But each one in his own order. Christ the first fruits, afterwards those who are Christ at his coming. Then comes the end when he delivers the kingdom to God the Father 
when he puts an end to all rule and all authority and power. For he must reign till he has put all enemies under his feet. So we see there, folks, the ultimate goal of our existence and the purpose we're created for is not just to accept Jesus into our heart and to know Jesus or surrender your life to him or say the sinner's prayer and you've reached your goal. You can now go out and do whatever you want. This is the beginning of a journey. Remember in John 14, 6, Christ says specifically, I am the way, not a way, not one of many. I am the way, the truth, and the life. Nobody goes to the Father except through me. And this is the whole purpose of your existence. In 19... I don't even know what year it had to be, the late 40s, when my mother took me to the first grade, and I hated school at that moment. And the day I graduated from college, I hated it just as much. But the one thing I remember, the first thing, the nuns at a little school, St. Sylvester's School in New York City taught me. The first thing I learned in, 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 in catechism, was we are made by God to know, love, and serve him in this world and spend eternity with him. Jesus Christ is the way. He is the path to the Father. At the end, of, at the end in 1 Corinthians fifteen twenty four, it clearly says that he will deliver us as a chaste bride perfect and spotless through faith in him in every way to the Father. That is going to be the ultimate, and that is the ultimate goal where he delivers us to the Father. And John chapter 17 speaks of that totally. And John, verse 25 of 1 Corinthians 15, he must reign, King of Jesus Christ, till he has put all enemies under his feet. Why am I stressing this? I, I see most preaching and teaching is stressing nothing beyond Jesus Christ. And we have got to understand biblically that he is the way. The ultimate goal in Jesus' own words is to deliver us to the Father. Again, John chapter 17. I'm not going to read the whole thing, but that is the whole points of John 17, it is Jesus Christ making a prayer to the Father about the people he is going to deliver to the Father. Too much of the emphasis, folks, is on a one-time thing you do, and then you're home free for the rest of eternity. You can go out and watch whatever pornography you want because God is a God of love. He is a God of love, but if he's God, he's also a God of justice. The point I'm making is Jesus Christ is who we have to depend on 2,000% in this world, or you are flirting you are flirting with spiritual death in the lake of fire. Now, hopefully I'm making sense to everybody on this. We're not saying that you don't pray to Jesus. In fact, biblically, You're to pray to the Father in the name of Jesus. 
means what the power that Jesus Christ has. And that power in Ephesians is the power that God used to raise Christ physically from the grave. That is the power that we have when we pray in the name of Jesus Christ. Read Matthew 28, 18. 28, 18. The power. Then Jesus, then Jesus came and spoke to them saying, all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. All authority and all power. For what purpose? Verse 24 of 1 Corinthians 15 and 25. So the moment he delivers his bride, the believers in Christ and him crucified, to the Father. That is the ultimate end of our existence, is the ultimate end of our existence. It's not repeating a prayer after Carl. That prayer is fine, but Jesus is the way. Which means, am I saying that so we don't concentrate on Jesus? Absolutely not. I'm saying it so we realize we can't take one breath that pleases the Father unless it's through Jesus Christ. I'm emphasizing the severe, the severe need of, 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 of everything we do being done in the power of Christ, not our own power. When churches preach and teach that you're going to get better, you're going to do this, you haven't got it in you to do it. Let me read 1 Corinthians one thirty again. Of him, God the Father, you are in Christ Jesus, who of God, of God, no, excuse me, that's us. You are in Christ, who of God is made unto us wisdom, righteousness, sanctification, and redemption. That means that it is the righteousness of Christ, the wisdom of Christ, the sanctification of Christ, which is perfection, and the redemption of Christ. We cannot do anything on our own. The constant, constant droning of books and authors and commentaries to strengthen ourselves is telling you to nail jello to the wall on a hot day. It ain't going to work. You have to consider this Jesus Christ, as he said in 1 Corinthians 15, 4 and 25. He is the way, the only way. I want to increase our reliance on Christ, not that I'm trying to decrease the importance of Christ. We need to increase the importance of Christ for everyday living. There's nothing I can do in my own strength if it's not through Christ and faith in him alone and using his power, not my power. I can do nothing, even as a Christian, in my power. But sanctification is the next step, the very moment you're born again, if you're truly born again. Okay. Now, read Second Timothy 3.16, and this is, again, the sanctification process we go through. Second Timothy three sixteen. 
All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. There you go, which is sanctification. But I want us to get in the habit of leaning on Jesus Christ daily, minute by minute. Everything, everything that you must attain has nothing to do with you getting better. It has to do with you denying yourself, as Luke 9.23 says, and you taking up the cross, meaning you take up the power that Christ is giving you, which is his power, which is the power of God that raised Jesus from the dead, according to Ephesians chapter 3 and 1, that very power. If you're not using the power of God, you're not going to accomplish the ministries God has given you. You aren't. Now, what ministries? Let's just see you go to 1 Corinthians 3. And we're going to see the same warning. All right, I want you to read 1 Corinthians 3, 10, and 11. Even 1 Corinthians 3, hold on. 10 and 11. Stressing, not demeaning Jesus or degrading him. But he is the way. If your faith is in anything but him on this earth, you are playing with the fire of dying and having Jesus, God the Father, and Jesus Christ said, I never knew you. According to the grace of God, which was given to me as a wise master builder, I have laid the foundation and another builds on it. But let each one heed how he builds on it. For no other foundation can anyone lay than that which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. Okay. According to the grace of God, and that's where it starts. It has nothing to do with my education, nothing to do with who I associate with. Everything comes from the grace of God, period. I can earn nothing. God owes me nothing. I don't deserve anything. I can't earn it. I can't keep it. Everything is by the grace of God, which means it's 100% God's infinite wisdom, mercy, and grace that he gives me. Everything starts there. Now, he says, I've laid a foundation, and someone else builds on the foundation. What is the foundation? The foundation, folks, is 1 Corinthians 2.2. I determine to know nothing but Christ and him crucified. You see that? That's salvation. Yeah. But then you go to let every man take heed how he builds on it. That is what we do for the rest of our lives. And most churches and most preachers and most teachers are teaching us to do things, especially their works and their ideas and their books, teaching us to get better, to get stronger. That's not what it says. After you've laid the true foundation of Jesus Christ and him crucified, you build nothing on that foundation, which is Jesus Christ. Don't add anything to it. Do you see where 
another builds on it. And take heed how you build on it, because the churches are not preaching daily that we must build on nothing but the same thing that saved our soul, and that is Jesus Christ and him crucified, the cross. Your faith is in what Christ did at the cross for salvation and sanctification. It can't be any different. It can't. It's impossible. And this is not Carl finding verses to substantiate his debate. It's no debate. It's in the Bible. Now read verse 12 of 1 Corinthians 3. Now if anyone builds on this foundation with gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, straw. Okay. You see see a line of demarcation there? Gold, silver, and precious stone. And then what's the next three? Wood, hay, and straw. Gold, silver, and precious stone that you are building on and your good works you do or the works you do are the works that you do through what? Through faith in Jesus Christ and him crucified and it's his power and strength working in you. What do you think wood, hay, and stubble means? Wood, hay, and stubble is the work that we do Because church tells us, the board tells us, an expert tells us, we're not going back to Christ and him crucified and asking, as James says in 1.5, when you lack wisdom, ask of God and he will give it to you. We are obsessed with doing what man wants. Does that mean you don't shovel the snow in front of your church? Does that mean you don't cut the grass? Does that mean you don't put paper towels and toilet tissue in the restroom? That is getting stupid. Those are things that must be done. But that is not what we're talking about when we're talking about building on the foundation of salvation, which is the rest of your life. And you can't do it unless your faith is in the same thing that saved you can be nothing but Jesus Christ and him crucified. Now, I ask you, Raven, does this make sense biblically? Absolutely, yes. Okay. Do you want to add anything? <laughs> no. I, I'm having okay. so much difficulty with with just um, uh, with just hearing, to be honest, that I'm – Okay. I, it, okay. It's, it's enough for me to just uh, – read and, and sort of catch the, the verses that you're saying. So okay. let's go let's go back to first Corinthians three verse twelve. Everybody's gonna build. Yeah. Well we've read it. Read it read it again. Three twelve. Now if anyone builds on this foundation with gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, straw. 13. Each one's work will become manifest, for the day will declare it, because it will be revealed by fire, and the fire will test each one's work of what sort it is. 
There you go. Is it work that I have been given by the finance committee, the building committee, the church growth committee, or is it work that emanates and comes totally from my confidence and faith in the foundation I laid? Remember, the foundation of salvation of 310. The last thing it says in 310 is let every man take heed how he builds on it. Because the Holy Spirit knew that the churches are going to have a proclivity, and they were then, of man demanding you do work and calling it in the name of Jesus as the work of God. It may be, it may not be. You know if you have prayed for that wisdom, and we all should. There's no one that, that I'm not saying again, if someone asks if you'd shovel snow or cut grass and you can do it, that you say no. But then we do not stress the work of God must be done through the way, which is Jesus Christ and our faith in him crucified, plus nothing, minus nothing. We're not stressing that because, quite honestly, we want people following us. And that's Acts 20, 30. That these, like, let me read that. Go to Acts 20 and read 30. It states it specifically. And I'm not telling you don't do good works in church. Don't hear what I'm not saying. What is that? Acts what? Twenty thirty. Okay. From among yourselves, men will rise up speaking perverse things to draw away the disciples after themselves. Bingo. That is the mantra of most churches today. They want you following them. They should be pointing you to one thing. And Pastor Rand's his voice cracked the way mine is right now this morning. He was so emotional over it. If we are not leading you, everybody in this church, to Jesus Christ, who is the only way to the Father, we are doing the wrong ministry. I don't know how. He made another statement, Raven, that I've been saying on YouTube forever. God has given us work to do in addition to seeking what he wants us to do. We cannot do it in our own power. And he spent a long time on this. That's what it says. You can't do it in your own power. That's why your faith has to be in Christ alone and depend on his power being in you to do his work. Everything else, folks, is going to be wood, hay, and stubble. Yeah. Now read verse 13. Go to 1 Corinthians 3.13. This is what's going to be on Judgment Day. Now this, Raven, this is judgment for handing out rewards. You're all saved in this verse. But this is going to be the rewards we're going to get for the work we did on earth. Was it in our power or was it in God's power? Was it the works that we got in Jesus Christ? not through our faith in our church, our denomination, the church board, or an expert who tells you to work? Did you really seek God in prayer? Is it God's power that you're, first, are you doing his work that he wants you to do? Are you using his power? 
If it's not, it's wood, hay, and stubble. And what do you think is going to happen to wood, hay, and stubble when verse 13 hits them? Read verse 13. Each one's work will become manifest, for the day will declare it, because it will be revealed by fire, and the fire will test each one's work of what sort it is. There you go. I don't have to explain it. God's eyes are like fire. We see that in Isaiah and Revelation. What does that mean when he looks at our works? The fire is going to do what? What would a fire do to wood, hay, and stubble? It'd leave you a pile of ashes. What will the fire do to gold, silver, and precious stone? It will refine it and make it perfect. Yes. It's our choice. You want to follow man or do you want to follow Christ and him crucified? Now, I'm saying this is Matthew 25, 31 to the end of the chapter. This is rewards going to be given to us in heaven forever. This is not salvation. This is not the judgment. A true believer will never be judged for salvation. You will it says in Hebrews nine twenty seven, there's a time appointed to die and then the judgment. A believer will never be judged. They will be escorted by angels into the presence of God, into the presence of Jesus. Your judgment that a believer will have will be for what rewards do you get? What rewards are you losing and sacrificing because you did man's work and man's power rather than going to the cross with Jesus Christ, who is the only way. He's not only the way to God the Father. He is the way that you go to for any of these rewards you're going to get. And Matthew 25, yeah. verse 31 to the end, describes the judgment every believer will go through. All right, read verse 14. If anyone's work, if anyone's work which he has built on, which he has built on it endures, he will receive a reward. And what do you think that work is that will endure? Is it gold, silver, and precious stone or wood, hay, and stubble that will endure in the fire? The only thing that's going to endure is that, is that which is gold, silver, and precious stone. Right, which is the work God gives you to do in the power God gives you to do it. Even if God gives you the work to do and you now start reading books rather than praying for his power. Remember, let every man be careful how he builds on the foundation. That means don't do any work. Your salvation was faith in Christ alone and what he did on the cross. 1 Corinthians 2, 2. You can't do any work other than that same faith. The same faith that saved you will sanctify you. If any man's work abide, which he had built upon, he will receive a reward. Let's say his his work now is 
His his work is now what? Wood, hay, and stubble. That's man's work, man's power. Read verse 15. If anyone's work is burned, he will suffer loss. But he himself will be saved, yet so as through fire. Okay. So I'm again. This is not a judgment or we lose our soul. We know in the moment we die that we're in the presence of Christ. We know that. But we've got this judgment to go through in Matthew 25 for reward. You will suffer loss. If you're, dance, if, you're, if you're dancing to the tune of people and not praying for God to give you enlightenment on your spiritual gifts, because the spiritual gifts are the power that he gives us to do his work. And we're not teaching people these things in churches. We're not in general. I'm not saying no church. We're giving them work to do that we need. And somebody's got to do those mundane things. But don't confuse it and don't ignore to get people the greater works there to do. And that has no influence on what man says. It has everything to do with where you hold the cross of Christ as a believer. Everything. Now, verse 16, read that. Do you not know that you are the temple of God and that the Spirit of God dwells in you? Why is that there? That's there for what reason? To show you. You actually have the Spirit of God in you, folks. No excuse for being strictly addicted to gaining popularity in the church. A church raven and I used to go to every month or so, people would be introduced at, during a service. And we'd all be here what they did. And we'd waste time in a church service with this dribble. You are the temple of God. Don't do just what man says. If your church is not pointing you to Christ and him crucified for the power and Christ and him crucified for the ability to do it and the work to do, they are misleading you. You're going to bring up three semi-trailers. You're going to go out and you're going to rent three of these. They not only rent the trucks, the cabs, and the, the one-piece truck all, and pickup trucks. They rent you a semi-trailer, and they rent you the tractor. You know, a big Peterbilt or whatever. You're going to have three truckloads follow you to heaven that you're going to have all your good works in. The fire of God's judgment is going to hit them. You want them to be refined as gold, silver, and precious stone, or do you want them to turn three truckloads into a four-inch high pile of dust? It's your choice. What foundation are you building your life on? Is it Christ and him crucified alone? And I'm not anti-church. I missed one day in the last three years of going to church because of being sick, and that was two weeks ago today. 
And I'm not bragging about that like that's any melt, you know, any notch on my belt. I'm not criticizing church. As Raven knows, one church recently has said that I'm trying to get people away from the church and come to me. That is ridiculous. I don't, I don't have, I have nothing. I sit in a dark, damp basement. It's damp today because the heat's not running. I had no church. The point is, are you going to dance as a believer to man's music or Jesus Christ on the cross? Remember, let every man who's saved take heed how he builds on that foundation. Don't build on any foundation other than Christ, just like your salvation. And if your salvation is not based on Christ and him crucified, you may not be saved. I don't care how religious you are. Okay. Any comments or questions? Uh, From you, No, not not really. (laughs) Maybe next week when I can hear a little better. (laughs) I can hear... I can hear what you're saying, but it it comes in and out for me. So um, I hopefully next week I will be able to hear better. Okay. Now again, back to Christ and Him crucified. Read Romans eight twenty nine. This is God's plan for those. Yeah, this is God's predestined plan for those who trust in Jesus Christ and Him crucified. Plus nothing, minus nothing. This is the plan predestined if we follow Christ and not build on another foundation. For whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Are you, do you want your life as a believer that you build upon salvation? You want it to be to do what the Holy Spirit dwells in you for, First Corinthians three sixteen, and that is what that is to conform to His Son. You really want that, or do you want the accolades of people? You and I both know a man very well who admitted, not admitted like it was a crime. He told me. He was, he was putting in over 40 hours a week at church trying to do everything he could for people there. There's nothing wrong with that. But nobody in church ever told him the distinction between wood, hay, and stubble. He's thinking he's going to earn rewards for this. Now, yeah. God's a God that judges the motive. God's not going to punish him for that. But look what you're look what we're passing up on because we're allowing men to motivate us rather than going to the very thing that saved your soul and that's the finished work of Christ on the cross. All right. Read Galatians five seventeen. This is the battle that now sets up the moment you're born again. I'm sorry, what was what was that? Galatians 5, 7. This is the battle five. that sets up the moment you're born again. 
five seven or seventeen? Seventeen. Seventeen. For the flesh lusts against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary to one another so that you do not do the things that you wish. Okay. Salvation and your sanctification depends upon the power that of the blood of Christ, the power in the blood of the Lamb of God, Jesus Christ, and our faith in nothing but him and him crucified. Add nothing, subtract nothing. That's all your salvation depends on is the same thing that ensures your salvation. Your faith is in nothing but the finished work of Christ on the cross. If your desire is to trust in nothing and to have no power other than that which comes to you from Jesus Christ because your faith is in the finished work of him, Read John 14, 6 again, and 1 Timothy 2, 5. John 14, 6, and 1 Timothy 2, 5. It's our choice, folks, how we want to do it. Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. And that and is only first, through the cross. Yep, First Timothy 2, 5. There's no way to God other than through Christ. There's no way to Christ other than through the cross. There's no way through the cross other than the shed blood and your faith in that blood, nothing else. Your faith in the power that his death gives you. Nothing else. Add nothing, subtract nothing. For there is one God and one mediator between God and men, the man Christ Jesus. There you go. It's our choice. But why do I keep saying Jesus Christ and him crucified plus nothing, minus nothing? Read Revelation 22, 18 and 19. 22. For I testify to everyone who hears the words of the prophecy of this book, if anyone adds to these things, God will add to him the plagues that are written in this book. And if anyone takes away from the words of the book of this prophecy, God shall take away his part from the book of life, from the holy city, and from the things which are written in this book. That's why I always say It's Jesus Christ and him crucified, plus nothing, minus nothing. It's our choice. That's exactly what 1 Corinthians 3.10 says. Build on it. First of all, lay no other foundation than Christ and him crucified. And then for the rest of your life, build on that foundation with no other work other than that empowered by Jesus Christ and him crucified. Not Carl. Not anybody. Least of all me, I can't even guide myself. We're going to go to Romans 8.
And we're going to just read some words about this that's saying the same thing. I want you to go to Romans 8 and read 10 through 14. And if Christ is in you, the body is dead because of sin, but the spirit is life because of righteousness. Spirit of him who raised But if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. Therefore, brethren, we are debtors, not to the flesh, to live according to the flesh. For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the Spirit to death the deeds of the body, you will live. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. This sums up everything that we've been saying. If Christ be in you, in other words, you're claiming that you're born again. The body is dead because of sin. What does that mean? The temptation of sin never ends. Galatians 5.17, the war between the spirit and the flesh never ends, but it no longer has dominion over you. Read Romans 6.14. Dominion, it doesn't say it leaves. Sin shall not have dominion over you, for you are not under law, but under grace. The moment you add something, that's wood, hay, and stubble. You're now putting yourself back under the law, and your power is nil. Satan can swallow you up and spit you out like shredded confetti, and he does. But if the spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in you, which it does if you've got the Holy Spirit in you, if you're born again, it does. He will also, that same spirit, in your mortal bodies through the spirit dwelling in you, not through Carl's teaching. Carl's teaching can only do one thing, and I want you to make sure you understand it. I have no value, and I was trying to point this out to my cousin. As a matter of fact, she reminded me that in 1961 or two when she was born, that I am in the Roman Catholic Church that I was raised in. I am her godfather, so I told her, "Don't don't argue with me, because I have the authority from your parents." But the point I'm making here, I kept telling her that the Spirit of God is going to dwell in you, and she is not a believer. This is the first time that young lady has allowed me to give her the gospel. Was last night. And that's why in two and a half hours, I wore my voice out, but it was well worth it. She listened. Wow. Bacon. That's, what, that's and wonderful. I kept it was. I said, Arlene, there is nothing that I can do to help you but pour, turn you to the way, Jesus Christ, the only one that's your intercessor, the only one is, as it says in Timothy, 
There is no other mediator between God and man except Jesus Christ. God has designed it that way. This is not something Carl designed. Carl can barely understand it. But I like Romans 8, 10 through 14. Spirit of God dwells in you. He will give you, he will do what? He'll quicken your mortal body. That means he'll give spiritual life to your dead, to your body you're in now. That is a miracle. He literally gives spiritual power to this flesh and bones that we're in. Think of that. How? By the spirit that dwells in us. Not by what I do in obedient to man's desire or man's power. Or go home and practice as Sue and I were told to do many years ago on a Sunday night Bible study. Go home and practice these 10 things to show you love God. How ridiculous. Go take lessons. Go to our church and take lessons on how to speak in tongues. I need lessons from man on how to use a spiritual gift or how to do it. This this almost gets to the point where even a a 10-year-old would say, there's something wrong here, folks. Right. Exactly. Therefore, therefore, brethren, verse 13, we are debtors not to the flesh, the flesh meaning our ability, but we are debtors to live after the spirit. We there, are there debtors. Something. Yeah. There is, there is something that, I, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Carl. No, go ahead. Yeah. I just was going to say there is something that that we mention quite often, and and that is that, you know, and, and I I I'm not just talking anyone else, but I say this about myself as well, because I admit that I have been, hmm. and that is that if we how can I say this? If we are ignoring or refusing to see something in Scripture, we are willingly ignorant to you what God is trying to tell us. Absolutely correct. And Second Peter talks about the difference between ignorant and willingly ignorant. Because and and I I just wanna I want to no, give an keep example. Going, keep going. I want to give an example. All right. I want to get because I want to give an example of this, and 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 you may have to raise your voice a little bit if I don't hear you. I'm sorry. I don't want to hurt your voice. Go ahead. But, nope. Keep all right. going. So something happened, and you know about this. You and I have talked about it before. And that is that the little church that you and I met at, um, I had been, I had not believed, or, or let me put it in the positive for a moment. I had believed for many, many years what I had been taught. And that was the once saved, always saved, easy believism doctrine. 
that you could and 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 I don't want anybody out there don't 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 walk away yet and you probably have heard this on here anyway so you probably won't but I I I believe it's not that I think that you can just lose your salvation we can't just lose oh, it it's not like Right. Oh, it's, it's, right. It's not like you. Right. You can't just lose it. It's not something that because you're 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 not working hard enough, or you're not doing enough good things, or right. or, or, or whatever. You don't just lose it. You're not walking down the road and it falls out of your pocket. You're not you, you're not suddenly unaware that you have that you're suddenly, that you're now bound for hell. It is a choice to walk away from God. It is a choice to stop believing in the gospel. It is a choice to say, I, and, and, and if you don't believe that, then First of all, I can give you a whole bunch of scripture to back it up, but just think of, I know that, or at least I'm pretty doggone certain that most people who listen can say that there are people that they have spoken to who say, who will say, I no longer am a Christian. I used to be, I used to believe, but I don't anymore. Now, do I believe that some of those people made false professions? A- absolutely. Some of those people made false professions. Some of those people absolutely at one time said, you know, uh, said the, the quote-unquote sinner's prayer, which I, I, you and I may have a little bit different viewpoint on that, Carl. I'm not sure. I think we're pretty close on that. I am very much a, it's not in the Bible. There's nothing in the Bible that says, repeat after me, say this sinner's prayer. It's, it's not there. Raven, Raven. Yes, yes, Carl. Raven. Yes, Carl. I continuously, continuously say that. Okay. That is I, not, I thought, is there anything, hold on, what I have said, yeah. is there anything wrong with the sinner's prayer? No, but nothing in the Bible says that's the path to salvation alone. I will yeah. I will right now go on record as saying nothing in the Bible says that alone will save your soul, period. Okay. We're more than okay. close on it. We're exact. Okay. Okay. All right. I thought so, but I wasn't sure, and I didn't want to speak nope. for you. Okay. Nope. nope. That's all right. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. It either all is right. or it isn't. So, it isn't in the Bible. Right. What is so, in the Bible is without repentance, there will be no forgiveness of sin. Beautiful. Right. So, so anyway, so when, if someone says to you, I used to be a Christian and I no longer believe, that's a very possible truthful statement. They eat. So Let me give they, you a hold on. Yeah. Let's go to the Bible and show it's a true statement. Read Hebrews mm-hmm. three twelve. Uh, Prove absolutely. it biblically. I, yes. Yeah. Uh, Everything absolutely. we're about is biblical truth, not opinion. 
Right. I, I, there is, I have, in fact, when I go to Hebrews 3.12, I have, uh, oh, one, two, three, four, five, six, I have about 20 to 30 verses um, um, all over. I remember when you, I remember when you did those. I have a whole bunch of verses there that are, are um, taking up <laughs> all the all the space around Hebrews 3.12 that also say the same or very similar things to this. But it, this says, Beware, brethren, lest there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief, unbelief in departing from the living God. Well, you can't depart from something you never believed in. That's impossible. You, 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 can't, you can't walk out of a building that you were not inside of. You, you, you can't, you, you know, I mean, you can't, you can't spit something out of your mouth that you didn't put into your mouth can't I, I i don't know how to make this any more clear you you can't vomit something out that you didn't swallow completely so 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 can i interrupt a minute oh please yes go ahead okay let's give proof of what you're saying with these analogies read hebrews three six Yes, but Christ, as a son over his own house, that means keep a good grip on it. Hold fast the confidence and rejoicing of the hope firm to the end. Read Colossians one twenty three. Philippians Colossians Colossians one twenty three. Uh, if indeed you continue in the faith, grounded and steadfast, and are not moved away from the hope of the gospel which you heard, which was preached to every creature under heaven, of which I, Paul, became a minister. Continue in the faith. You must continue in the faith. All the way All right. to the end. You know what? I don't. Oh okay. yeah, I do have that one written down too. Yes. What's that? I, I, I mean, I, I do have. That is actually one of the verses that I have. Oh, I'm right. Here, you're, you're the one that gave. Well, I remember that that Wednesday night you did this. You're the one that gave me all these verses. Yeah. We. we I mean, we. Hold on a minute. Let me. I don't. I don't. I didn't have Hebrews three six. Although what I do have is, I have that it is basically Hebrews three six through nineteen. It, it, I yeah, mean, that whole it. thing. Yeah, that whole thing talks about how we must, we must continue in the faith from the beginning, all the way to the end. All the way to the yep. end. There is no. 
we we must we we have the ability to give up we have the ability to turn from and and this is important we have the ability to turn from faith in Christ to faith in ourselves to faith in the law to faith in legalism to faith in the church to faith in our pastor to faith in anything other than the blood mm-hmm. of Jesus Christ, which is what all this is that you're talking about. There is yeah, nothing. I don't, care what, I, don't, Raven, I don't care what yeah. problem you got with a phone. You're on a perfect track now. Keep going. All right. You're so, on a perfect and, and track. So this, I'm having trouble hearing you, but as long as you're not having trouble hearing me, I'm going to no, keep going. And it's not, not that I'm all. having, it, it's just that you're you're very quiet. So it, it, well, it is, in fact, it, it, it says here, verse 14 and 15, we have become partakers of Christ if, if we hold the beginning of our confidence steadfast to the end. While it is said, today, if you will hear his voice, do not harden your hearts as in the rebellion. Why would he say that if it were not possible? Amen. Amen. Yeah. He's not talking. Now, some people have said, well, because this is the book of Hebrews, that he's just talking to um, to the Jews, really, because he's if he was only talking to the Jews, it would not be in the Bible. He Tell you what, Raven? What? Hold on, hold on. Yeah, I want to prove what you just said. Read Hebrews chapter one. Read yep. verse one. And two. And not only that, but verse seven. So let me go there. Go ahead. Paul, uh, I've got a lot of. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. A pris- Paul, a prisoner of Christ Jesus, and Timothy, our brother, to Philemon, our beloved friend and fellow laborer, to the beloved. I'm sorry, I don't know how to pronounce this, but. Uh, uh, Afia, Archippus, our fellow soldier, and to the church. But everything he's saying, Raven, hold on. You made a statement. It's only to to the church he's addressing. Everything here is to the church. It's it's not to to the atheist. It's to the church. Right, because the last phrase in... Verse 2 says, and to the church in your house. It doesn't say to the Jews in your church, and it doesn't say to the Gentiles. It says, and to the church. Who is the church? The church is the body of believers. Amen. So anyone who wants to to say... Go to he go to Hebrews three and read the first three words. 
Oh, wait, 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 wait. Uh, my mistake. I was just reading. I was just reading Philemon. Let let me because yeah, I'm, you're, I'm, I'm you're right. Out. But okay, okay. Hebrews so let, three. I knew that that you were in another, but it said exactly all the epistles are written to believers. Read right. Hebrews three, the first three words. Hebrews three, the first three words. Hebrews three. Read Hebrews, Hebrews one, three, one. Three one. Three Read one. Read the whole verse. Yeah. Therefore, holy brethren, brethren. He's talking to the to believers when he says brethren, partakers of the heavenly calling. Consider the apostle and high priest of our confession, Christ Jesus. And we're saying this is not written to believers. We're on the wrong right. kind of tobacco, folks. Right. We're on the wrong tobacco. If we're saying that, I have heard on Christian radio an individual, and it's not just one man saying that the epistles are not written to believers. Insanity. Go to Philemon again. You can't yeah. read Philemon. And have anything when he says, I, Paul, a prisoner of Christ, Timothy, our brother, and Philemon, our dearly beloved fellow laborer. How can you get any more specific? Yes. Yeah. But you know, Raven, as we've talked many many times, you can show people the verses and they'll look right at you and say, you don't understand. Okay. Okay. Right. That's when but, I. But what I was. That's when I asked politely if I can be excused. Right. But what I was, what I really started to say was, several years ago when you and I first met, I was I was coming to that church, and I had been taught for many many years, once saved always saved, and we just read several verses that proved that wrong. But I yep. did not believe it. And I had had a couple people try to tell me that it was not true. But they never gave me the gospel. They never gave me scripture to back it up. And we were sitting in that church. And we had a pastor who you and I, of course, both know very well. And and you believed it, and the, the church believed it, and and he stood up there at that pulpit, and man, he's a good preacher, but he stood up there and said, and was preaching it that day, and I wanted to get up and walk out, because I thought, mm-mm, I don't believe that. I don't believe it. I don't believe it. And I, I, I was ready to get up and walk out of that church, and the Holy Spirit said to me, Sit your behind down. Do not get up. I'm telling you, Carl, it was as if it wasn't this loud voice, you know, people, you know, but but it was as if it was. It was no less, it was no less um, obvious than if God himself were putting his hands on my shoulders Physical he hands was. on my shoulders. Yes, 
He it was. was just as if he were shoving his his hands down on my shoulders and pushing me into my seat. He said, do not get out of that seat. You sit there and you listen. And so that's what I did. I sat there Raven, because I knew. Raven, why would um, all these verses be in there if it's impossible? Right. So I sat there and, they and listened, say, well, but you I know, didn't the, believe it. No, I re- and let me correct something. The person yeah. speak was myself because when it was over, and you and I didn't know each other, we were we were we knew each other from the church. But when I finished mm-hmm. that afternoon or that morning, you looked at me and you waved your head and your finger back and forth, <laughs> telling me you did not believe in that. Well, it was twice. You see. The first time huh? I heard it, it was the first time I heard it was Eric, and I and I, okay. I was going to okay. walk out, okay. and I came back. But the, then when I yep. said it, and I remember yep. I said it because he had to work in Pennsylvania and couldn't get home. Yeah, yep. And you, 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 while you were in the seat, no, you were back where Dan was handing out the the video, yep. the uh, CD. And you looked yep. at me and you shook your head and waved your finger back and forth. No. <laughs> but one thing yeah. I'll say, Raven, when I gave you the verses individually, yeah. you recanted. And most people will not do that. See, and they will it. not say uh, that they won't. Carl, I'm a, I, I may not live there, but I'm a Missourian. I want you to show me. <laughs> well, that's perfect. You know what I'm saying? That's I, I, perfect because I, I told my cousin last night, I am the original person from Missouri. you got to show me. Mm-hmm. Yep. I don't want your, anybody's opinion, including my own. Yep. In fact, that's my theme song here. I will point us to scriptural, biblical answers and not man's opinion, including my own. That's the first thing that I put out here. Yep. I don't want yep. it. You know, yep. Raven, I studied, I majored in physics in college. I got a minor in math, and I told Arlene, you know that, Arlene. I said, I don't want opinion. Don't tell me right. the electrical circuit is good. I want to know what are the readings. I want documentation. I want technical yeah. answers. And I'm the same yeah. way, and you are very good at that. If there's anything you don't see, you're willing to listen to Scripture, and then you immediately change. You and Gina, who I will see in about an hour and a half, she's yeah. the same way as you are. But I've got relatives that tell me. They read it. They say, I read it, but you don't understand the greater meaning. Okay. Whatever. <laughs> right. No. Well, you know what? It's 29 after 4. Yep. I, and I got we my better phone. sign. Yep. yep. And yep. I'm, I'm on go get, speaker go and get still a new have one. my phone all the way up to my ear yep. so I can hear you. So. <laughs> go get a new phone. Go get a new phone, but your voice was loud and clear. All right. Well, that's good. All right. I'm going right. to go ahead and sign off. All right. Take care. All right, Carl. Uh-huh. You too. Bye. Bye-bye. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. 
coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.